The last number of weeks we've been talking through a series called Foundation. And in this series called Foundation, we've been looking at the fact that the church is united around one foundation. That foundation is Jesus Christ. And if whatever we are to do, whatever we are to work on, it has to be based on that one foundation. If we don't base it on that foundation, our work is in vain. And it talks about how we work. And we talked about how it's important that we work with the right materials, we work with the right motives, we work in the right way on that one foundation. And beginning next week, we're going to be moving into a series called Body Parts. And we're going to look even more at this idea of how God has given us the pieces that we've needed within our church community, within our church group. And that when we work together as a body, when all the body parts are working together, that is when the church functions its best. And so today we're going to look at kind of a step in between those two series, the idea that we're united in one foundation, but they were unique in how we've been individually made. And so today we're going to look at a passage from Jeremiah, and we're going to look at this idea that each one of us has been shaped in a very specific way. Each one of us has been shaped by God in a specific way for a specific purpose. And then as we move forward in the weeks to come, we'll, we'll examine that a little bit further. And I want to start by saying many of the ideas that we're going to look at today, many of the readings you'll be listening to through the course of the service today, come from a book called 30 Days in the Potter's House by Douglas Marks. And uh, it's just a book that examines this idea, this metaphor of the potter that we find in Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 18, we read, uh, beginning at verse 1, we read, The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at the wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and he started over. And then the Lord gave me this message, O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand. Now as we examine this piece, this piece is, a, is, is prophecy. This passage from Jeremiah is prophecy, and it was actually written for a specific people at a specific time. And so we have to keep that in mind, that this is a prophecy written for a specific people at a specific time. But as we read through the Scriptures, we see in numerous places, both in the Old Testament and New Testament, this metaphor of God is the potter and that we are the clay. And I think there are a number of things that we can learn from this metaphor. And the first of these, these points, the first thing that we can learn as we look at this passage is that God wants His people to know Him and His ways. He is personally involved with His people. First of all, we look at this idea that when God was going to give this prophecy to Jeremiah, He could have just told him what He was going to do. And yet he starts by saying, go down to the potter's house. Sit there for a while. Watch the potter work. See what he's doing. And after he's had an opportunity to watch that for a while, then God continues and says, this is what it means. He wants to make absolutely sure that Jeremiah knows what he's speaking of. He wants to give him a visual for this that will stick with him as he goes and communicates this to others. And we see this idea that, that God is personally involved in our lives. He uses this metaphor of a potter working at a wheel. And if you've ever seen a potter working at a wheel, you realize that it is a completely hands-on experience. It's, it's messy. 
and it's a hand-on experience as the potter works and watches and intently looks at every bit and every formation. And that is how God works on our, his life, works on our lives. It's a hand-on experience. He's intimately involved with us. He's not just, as some people like to think of God, looking at us from way off in space somewhere wondering what's going to happen. He is completely hands-on in our lives. As it says in verse 6, as the clay is in the potter's hands, you are in my hands. We are in the hands of God as he shapes us and molds us. The potter's goal is not to harm the clay. He's not there to break the clay or harm it. He is there to shape it into something that will be useful. We also realize that the potter has complete control over the clay. The clay is not involved in that process. The potter will never become like the clay. The clay will never become like the potter. They have very distinct roles in this relationship. They have very distinct purposes. And we read in this passage that the potter's not pleased with the way it's turning out. It's the potter's prerogative to literally crush it into a lump and start again. He's saying, this isn't the way this is supposed to go. The clay's not responding the way it's supposed to respond. And so the potter has that option to crush it and start again. It is up to the potter to determine what is being made. The potter decides what the clay is going to be, not the clay. The potter decides what it's going to be used for, not the clay. We read in a passage in Isaiah, it it, it uses this metaphor and it tells us that a potter can use the sa- two pieces of clay from the same lump, and for one, he creates an incredibly decorative piece to be u- seen and, and, and uh, uh, viewed by everybody. And from the other piece of clay, he can create a vessel to hold garbage. The clay doesn't get to decide what its purpose is. That is God's decision. When God is the potter and you are the clay and we're working in that relationship, you'll discover that his plan for you is rich, with blessings, it's rich with opportunities, and it will bring you fullness and joy as he works and as you begin to display that that vision that he has for your life. But it's also important to realize that the clay is to be a vessel for the potter. Even once a, a piece has been created, even once a piece has been finished, it's not for the purpose of the clay. It's not for the purpose of the pot. And sometimes when God shapes us and, he, and, he, and He's working us in a way, we think it's for our use, and, and He does that to help us. But it's so that you can be a vessel for God. And He creates everybody uniquely. And we've got some various pieces of pottery, and you can, as you look at various pieces of pottery, their shape, their size, their form, you can tell that they've been created for a very specific purpose. And if we start trying to use a piece of, of pottery for a purpose that it wasn't intended for, you realize it doesn't work as well as it could. If we tried to use a piece like this to make and serve tea, it wouldn't be really effective. Serving a turkey dinner out of a small vessel wouldn't work. Each piece has been designed and intended for a given purpose. And as God molds and makes us after His will, we are specifically and wonderfully His. He does this because we belong to Him. We are His children. And He shapes us in such a way that we can be used by Him. And the unique shape that we have was specifically designed for a purpose that we could fill for the use of the potter. 
And as I said, we see this image of the potter and the clay in various places in Scripture. And I think there are many lessons that we can learn from even just the process of pottery. And that's what God said. God said, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. Watch what he's doing. Spend some time learning about this process. And then I can tell you what that means about our relationship. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to spend some time figuratively in the potter's house. And through a variety of readings and opportunities to respond, we want to examine this process of creating a piece of pottery and how these various steps in creating a piece of pottery mirror this relationship that God has with us. He is the potter and that we are the clay. And he intends to shape us into a unique purpose. I realize that many people learn in different ways. My wife is a teacher. She tells me that different children learn in different ways. I also know that people worship in different ways. And one opportunity we want to make available to you, if this, if this is a way you learn, if this is a way that you worship, is we actually have two tables at the front, one on each side, and we have some lumps of clay under the, under the um, towels on, on each side. And if during the course of the service, during the remainder of the service, as we have time to reflect on God is the potter and we are the clay, as we have an re- opportunity to reflect through readings, as we have an opportunity to sing and to pray, if you'd like to come forward for a bit at any point in the service and get your hands a bit dirty, to experience just the feeling of clay in your hands as we worship, uh, feel free to come forward and do that. There are some instructions uh, as well to give you some ideas of how to meditate, how to pray, how to, how to reflect while you're working with that. Um, and you can just work right at these tables at the front. Clay is messy. And we realize that's part of the process, is clay is messy. We also have some uh, some wipes and such to clean up. But if you would like to come at some point during the service and spend some time getting your hands dirty, working with the clay, just imagining what it is like to be clay in the hands of the potter, we encourage you 